Hi guys, happy Thursday and welcome back to Be the Main Character with Bianca. This week we are going to be talking about new grad advice. So obviously I am a new grad nurse so a lot of this is going to apply to nursing but then as I was laying out the foundation of this episode I realized that this could apply to so many other, to all new grads in all majors. So I kind of tailored it to be more universal rather than just so nursing focused but you know we'll dive into that a little bit so this is an exciting week for me guys if you listen to my episode last week I'm moving and I actually moved this weekend so you guys are listening to this on the 19th and I literally move out on the 21st isn't that just absolutely crazy everyone keeps asking me how I feel about it And I'm so excited and proud, but I have this mix of emotions where I truly don't really know how I feel. I'm obviously excited overall, but it's just such a weird transition period of life that I don't really know how to answer that question. Um, So everyone's been asking, how do you feel? How do you feel? And I'm like, I don't know how I feel because I think I'll know better once I, I finally move and I'm done packing and... I'm settled a little bit more, and then I feel like I'll have a better grip on how I feel about the whole situation. But overall, I would say that I am mostly excited, so that's great. I hope you guys are having a really good week, and I'm very excited to talk about this episode. And if you, you know, didn't go to college, or you did a different type of program, like an esthetician program, or whatever it is, cosmetology or you do a trade, this could easily apply to you too because I'm going to be talking a lot about interviews and finding a job, etc. So stick around, take what works for you and leave what doesn't, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. So let's talk about graduating itself first. So don't get so caught up in what's next that you forget to be proud and relish in what you accomplish and just sit with it for a little bit and be so proud of it. Because I feel like when a senior season comes, we're always thinking about what job are we applying to? You know, how does my resume look? Who are going to be my references? Is everything all lined up? How many interviews do I have? We're so focused on the future, which is so important, of course. But we're forgetting that we just had, you know, some of the hardest years of our life or months or whatever it is that applies to you that we forget to appreciate that we did it because we're so focused on what's next. And like I said, those things are obviously so important, but don't forget to take a minute to be so proud of yourself and just sit in all your accomplishments and take a deep breath and just sit in that moment of gratitude that it's coming to a close and this is a big chapter of life that's coming to a close and we're moving on to the next thing. So I just don't want you to get lost and wrapped up in the hustle of what comes next after graduation. You're going to have plenty of time for that. Obviously, you know, be smart, prioritize. You want to be doing those things, but don't get so lost in it. All right, let's talk interview advice. Actually, you know what, before that, let's talk about your resume. I really suggest you update your resume as you are coming to a close on college or on a certificate program or whatever program you're in. Update your resume. For me personally, I took out, when I finished nursing school, I took out pretty much all of my high school 
stuff, I took it out of my resume. So all, you know, um, sports accomplishments, uh, anything like that, I really just took it out. I kept community service in there and I kept, you know, anything academic, but didn't keep as much of it and then really tailored it to the skills and clinical practice and work experience I had that pertained to nursing and that was more nursing focused obviously because of the jobs I was applying to it just made more sense and honestly once you get to this point no one really cares that you you know were a varsity athlete in high school like that's really just not applicable anymore so just really fine-tuning your resume and you know you can always have someone else review this for me I had a mentor in nursing school that I had review my resume and go through it with me that helped me make sure it looked the best it possibly could and that it would be something I could use you know really fluid at interviews so updating your resume is super important and you know making sure you're adding in new accomplishments internships clinicals hours at clinicals skills learned everything okay now moving on to the interview advice and this is pertaining to nursing but i also think this could some of these questions could be used in every trade every workplace so take it as you will first question is what is your turnover rate or retention rate of your staff so turnover rate is how long people are staying or how fast they're leaving and obviously retention is you know how long are these people staying so especially in nursing if you are finding that the turnover rate is six months nine months a year a year and a half that's a pretty fast turnover rate and that's when we start to question why is staff leaving so quickly why are they starting starting and leaving so quickly or if you go to a hospital or any job and you know the retention is five years six years you know that looks a lot better or if they don't know their retention rate that's also a red flag because why don't you know how long your staff is staying sketchy we don't love that so we really want to be looking for a good retention rate with staff that is staying because staff that's staying means that they are happy staff and they are not looking for the next best opportunity or starting at a job they think they're going to love and then leaving in six months next question what is your staff environment or culture look like so what does this mean so i in this case scenario would be looking for how they would respond in terms of hard situations that they've been in how they get involved outside of work, whether it's, um, I almost said team gatherings, um, work gatherings, work parties, etc. You know, some hospitals do like springtime games or tournaments or whatever, you know, just fun things, fun outings, you know, baseball games, stuff like that. I want to hear about that and I want to see what the staff culture is like and to see if I am a good fit for it or if they truly do have a culture, if they never do anything. And, you know, that also goes along with the retention rate. If the staff isn't staying for that long to get close enough to build a team atmosphere, especially in nursing, um, and I'm saying nursing a lot, but, you know, I, nursing is my specialty. So many jobs are require teamwork and team effort and relying on one another. So these things are important to look for, and you really want to see a community built. 
within wherever you're applying to. Next question, what is the training or preceptorship look like for a new graduate? So in the case of nursing, we usually have, there are new grad programs, there are, and preceptorships. So what does the orientation process look like for a new graduate or someone that is coming off an internship or someone that you know, has no other prior experience and, you know, is fresh out of college, like, what does the program look like? Or what does the work volume or amount look like? And how is that transition going to be smooth for me? How is how am I going to be successful here? Which leads into my new my next question, which is how successful are new graduates in your program or place of work? So you want to be asking them, is there anyone I can talk to that, you know, graduated college and then came straight here and has been here ever since? Could I talk to them or could you tell me about them and their progress here with your company, hospital, whatever it may be? Because this is super important because if they've never had a new graduate before, they might not quite know what to do with you and that can put you in a sticky situation where... They don't know what to expect from you. You don't know what to expect from them. And then you're in this weird kind of, you don't, no one really knows what to do and you don't want to be in that position. So you want to be in a place where you can grow, learn, get experience, but also, you know, be at the level of professionalism and be taken seriously, even coming straight out of college. So you want to know how successful were others in the past. The next one is, can I tour the unit facility or can I shadow one of your employees for a day to see what the work flow of the day looks like? This is especially important for nurses because they can tell you eight things about the hospital, but until you see the actual flow of it and how the staff ratios are and everything, it might not be the best fit for you. And also... You can see if they have nurses that are willing to take on someone to shadow them for a day, and that's going to give you a good look at how your preceptorship is going to go. Because if they have someone that's you know, willing to have you shadow for a day, then you're probably going to have good, a good new grad experience and a good preceptorship because they have people willing to teach and guide new graduates. And same thing in the office setting, corporate, wherever it may be. Same thing. If they have someone willing to, you know, take you under your wing for a day to show you what it's going to look like when you're working here, that's huge. And even just touring the unit or the facility, just to get a feel for it, obviously, if you're not working or shadowing throughout the day, you're not going to see as much. But if you can just get a sense of what it looks like, you know, how many people are there, what does the office space look like, what does the unit look like, what does it sound like, especially in the hospital? What does it sound like? Are there a million call lights going off? I mean, that's really not a good indicator of, yes, I'm going to work here. or No, I'm not. But it's just, you can, you can see the flow of the hospital a little bit or the flow of the workplace, whatever it may be. Last question is, what traits and qualities are you looking for in a new graduate? So I feel like this is a very good question to show that you are interested in providing for them just as well as you are after asking those types of questions. You want to also know what you can be doing, especially if it's a company or a job you really want and you really love. 
you know, what can I be doing to help my experience here? What are you looking for in your employees? How can I benefit the team? What can I be doing to, you know, be a good part of this community? So you want to also be showing that you're willing to bring something to the table as well, not just have them, you know, lay it out for you. You want to know, you know, what can I be doing? What should I be working on? What should I be working towards in order to, you know, be a good fit for you at this job? And I feel like that's a really good way to just, you know, wrap it back to, you know, what can I bring to the table? And it shows that you're very interested and that you're willing to take criticism and that you're willing to learn and that you're willing to, you know, develop and grow with this company. And I always think it's really good to have questions prepared and a lot of them. I asked so many questions during my nursing interviews because I had already been in the healthcare field for five years. I knew what I was looking for. I knew what I wanted. And they can still, you know, steer you wrong and, you know, butter you up a little bit. But if you have really good questions to the point where my boss chuckled at me because I had so many questions when he was like, any other questions? I'd be like, yep, I have another one. And it's because I genuinely cared about the job for one. And two, I really wanted to make sure it was a good fit for me. And I wanted to make sure I was asking the the right questions. It was a job that not a lot of new grads were in. It was an outpatient setting, which not a lot of new grads go right into. And I wanted to make sure that it was going to be a good fit for me, that I was going to be learning new skills, that, you know, everything was going to be good. So I asked a lot of questions and I think having questions is great when they say, do you have any questions? And you're like, you know what? No, I feel like it's not a terrible thing to say in an interview, but if you're like, you know what? Yeah, I do have questions and you're asking good, valuable questions. It shows just how interested you are as well. And it shows how serious you are about, you know, how you're going to perform and grow in this job. So I think having those questions, super important. Okay. Now going into finding a job, take your time. Take your time finding a job. I know it seems like the mad dash to find a job because everyone's finding a job and yada yada or quite literally the opposite. No one can find a job um, depending on, you know, what fields you're in and your level of experience nowadays, I feel like. Um, but don't rush to find the first job that's going to accept you just because it's the first job that's going to accept you. You can take your time. You know, you can start this process earlier depending on, you know, what license you need or whatever to physically start a job. But you can start the process early. Start looking. Use your connections. Use the connections you've made in college, in classes, with professors, with internships, whatever. Use those connections to your advantage. You know, reach out to old coworkers. Reach out to, you know, people you look up to in your field. And use those connections to your advantage. I think it's also really important to realize that it doesn't have to be your forever job. Just because you found your first job coming out as a new graduate doesn't mean that you have to be at that job forever. If you hate it in a few months and you need to leave and go somewhere else that has a better opportunity or whatever, that's okay. You don't need to be so super loyal to this company right off the get-go. Yes, of course, pick a job where you hope to stay for some time, but if you are into it for a while and you're like, you know what, I this is really not what I thought it was going to be, it's okay. It doesn't have to be a forever thing. Here's the thing. 
And this is something that will always stick with me that my mom taught me. And Abby Lee Miller. Okay, just just listen to me here for a second. Everyone is replaceable. Now, don't laugh at me. I'm not Abby Lee Miller, but it's true. Jobs are going to replace you. It functioned with you before you were there, and it's going to function with you when you leave. Everyone is replaceable. Yes, of course, we love good, solid, loyal coworkers that are really good at their job, but everyone is replaceable. That's literally why there's so many job applications out, because people are replaceable, unfortunately. Even if you're the best at your job and you decide you need to leave that job, everyone's going to be sad about it, but guess what? Your application is going to be posted and they're going to eventually replace you because it's a job at the end of the day. It's just a job. So don't feel so super committed and feel like you need to be there forever because at the end of the day, you are replaceable. You can be replaced. So it's okay. Everything's going to be fine. Next thing I want to talk about is work-life balance to avoid burnout. I feel like this is super important. So work when you're at work. And the second you clock out, work is done. Okay, we're not bringing our work home. We're not thinking about it. We're not lingering on it because guess what? The work is still going to be there tomorrow. Don't stress about it. It's literally just work. You have an allotted amount of hours that you work a day that you signed off with on this company. With this company, you get paid and you are only responsible for those hours that you're there. You can work extremely hard during those hours. You can do some of the best work ever. But once you're done, you are done. And in order to show up that good every single day, you need to have this fine, defined line of work and life. Because work is, does not equal your life. They are not one and the same. They are two completely separate things. Who you are in your work life is not who you are in your normal life. And I feel like understanding that early on when you just start working for the first time, your first like real full-time corporate, whatever it is, job, making that clear distinction of, okay, this is my life and then this is work and leaving work at work is so important. And I remember one of my clinical instructors telling me this, that you you need to leave it behind because you did all that you can do in those 8, 12, 10 hours, whatever it was, and now it's in someone else's hands or it's going to be there the next day. So try to leave it at the door just like you leave your home problems at home when you get to work. Now you're going to leave your work problems at work when you go home, okay? And if you don't have that defined line, that's how people burn out really fast and you just don't want to do that because, like I said before, your job is not your life. And this goes along with that. Take your breaks without feeling guilty. Leave on time to show up better during your time there. So same thing. Don't – and set this expectation from the start. I know I did when I first started out my new nursing job um, – you know, some of my coworkers were talking about how sometimes they stay late or sometimes they skip their breaks. And I was like, oh, no, ma'am. And I said it in, you know, of course, a very professional way. And I said, you know, I really try my best not to miss my breaks. And I try my absolute best to leave right on time so that I can show up as best I can when I am here. Because if I don't have those breaks and leave on time, I feel like I never leave work. 
That's pretty much how I said it. And I said that within the first week there at my new job, just so I had the expectation out there for myself. And also my coworkers knew that I had this expectation and I plan on following it in order to show up better for all of you. And it's not rude. It's not, you know, being this peppy new grad or anything like that. And nobody took it like that. But I just, you know, put that expectation out there because there I was, there was no way. You want me to be a hangry, a hangry nurse getting blood from people? I don't think so. Um, so I am going to be taking my breaks and not feeling guilty about it when you take your breaks. And I feel like if you even are the trendsetter of this culture of I'm not missing my breaks and I'm not staying late, then sometimes the staff will go along with it. And, you know, if we all work together so that we can all make our breaks and we can all take our lunches and we can all leave on time and if we all work together, then, you know, we can all have a better day. So set that expectation and set it for yourself. If you're not in a space where, you know, it's a everyone works together, you're in like an office type situation, take your lunch break. Take your lunch break. You need it. You physically need the food and you need the time to reset and relax for a little bit. You're going to perform in your job so much better when you have those breaks. That's why they're there. That's why they're built into your schedule. So make it a priority from the start and keep that habit throughout your entire work life. Obviously, sometimes things happen. Sometimes you have to stay late for, you know, emergency situations or whatever it may be. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you know, 95% of the time, taking your breaks, leaving on time, etc. And like I said, you're going to perform way better in your job if you're doing those things. And then the last thing is to find a routine. And this is still something that I'm working on and will be working on all over again once I move, is finding a routine that works for you. And I feel like this also happens with the change of the seasons because it's a lot different with daylight savings coming home when it's dark outside rather than when you come home in the spring or summer and it's light outside and you feel like you still have more of the day. So find a routine that works for you. Find a morning routine that works really well for you. For me personally, I have to get up a certain amount of time pretty early so that I can feel like I got ready for the day, had some time alone with myself, got to sit and eat my breakfast, make my coffee. I... Um, I can wake up early, but I take a while to physically, you know, get moving fast. And I don't really want to rush in the morning. So for me, to make my workday better, I personally need to get up earlier and take my time. I like to lay out my scrubs and my workout clothes the night before so I don't have to stress about that. I try to make my morning as easy and as simple and non-rushed as possible because then I don't go into work feeling frantic and rushed and I hate that feeling on the start of a day so that's what I do personally for my morning routine and occasionally I work out and that also always leaves me with super super high energy <laughs> I feel like my staff knows when I worked out the, that morning because I have the best energy but another thing to realize that might not be practical for you every day maybe that's waking up way too early for you every single day but maybe if you work out three times a day in the morning that works out just perfect for you. And that's kind of where I'm at for working out in the morning. I feel like about three or two days a week of going to the gym before work is perfect for me. And yeah, so don't feel like you need to be up and at the gym every single day at 4am to have a successful 
work routine. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying find something that works for you that's going to make you feel better throughout the day. And then same thing at night, you know, when you come home from work, trying to figure out a way to turn your brain off from the fact that now you were just at work and now you're at home and, you know, dividing that line. And now you're in your life world, your own life world, not work world, your life world. And, you know, finding hobbies, moving your body, you know, doing something that triggers you to realize, okay, yeah, I'm at home and I'm relaxing and work is no longer a thing. This is the perfect time to, you know, do your favorite things. Cook foods you love, move your body, take the longest shower ever, whatever it may be for you. Find that routine that relaxes you, de-stresses you, you know, tap into your hobbies, work your side hustles, whatever it may be. Make that a routine and make it a priority and if it's prepping for the next day, if that relaxes you, but try not to make it so work focused. I try to take about 15 minutes to prep my stuff for work the next day, you know, lay out my scrubs, make sure my lunch is ready to go, but I I meal prep so it's a little different and easier. Batch those things kind of closer to the end of the night if that makes you happy, but have a distinct life outside of work. Go see friends. If you work a nine to five every single day besides the weekends, you know, you can go out. I'm working on this. Sometimes I have never been the type of person that feels like I can go out during the week. I'm like, what do you mean? Like I still have that like school night mentality, I swear, where I think it's because in high school I saw my friends at practice and that was it. You know, you never went out during the week in high school and I carried that with me still to this day where I feel like I can't do things during the week because I'm like um but my night routine is calling me I need to be home and in bed by 9 p.m um but I just especially in the winter oh my gosh I'm like you want me to go where absolutely not um but in the summer it's different and in the spring you know also another big last tip I thought I was done I'm not Make friends at work if you can. Um, Don't let people bully you. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Okay? We don't, we're not, we're not dealing with that. Simply, absolutely not. We are all adults at work. No one should be bullying or belittling anyone with any type of help. Um, It's another person added to your team. You need to treat them as such. So don't let people walk all over you, even if you're a new grad. You know what you're doing, you're smart and you're capable. Show them that and do not let them, you know, just throw everything on you, belittle you, bully you. Ugh, hate that. Don't let it happen. And make friends if you can. Honestly, I've made such amazing friends at work. You know, if you're invited to, you know, um, hey, we're all going out for margaritas after and that's something you're comfortable and like to go to, go do it. Make more friends. It'll make, you know your work life a lot better and you know that's part of being part of that community that we were talking about so you know and that's where the line kind of is weird but hanging out with your work friends after work is not dividing the line between work and life balance you guys will go out and you might talk about work a little bit but you know try to stray the conversation in a different direction where you're not talking about work the whole entire time but anyways Make friends at work. It's going to make it way more enjoyable. 
just like if you were at school, it's the same thing. You make more connections, more friends. It's going to be a good time. But if you are graduating this year or finishing a program or whatever it may be, just know I'm so proud of you. It's a huge accomplishment. Like I said, sit in it for a second and just feel all the feels of it. It's a big, big thing. And I hope that all your applications to your job, studying for any license test, your NCLEX, whatever it may be, that it all goes extremely well. Don't overstress yourself. You have time, even though it feels like you're graduating tomorrow. You're not. You have time. You have time to find a job. Everything's going to be okay. I hope you guys love this episode, and I will talk to you next week. Bye, guys.